Now, broadcasting from behind enemy lines, deep in the trenches of the Patriot resistance, leading the charge in the battle for liberty, this is the Jason Veeley Program. Hello folks, Jason Veeley here. You're listening to the Jason Veeley Program. The email address, the Jason Veeley Program at gmail.com, the Jason Veeley Program at gmail.com, or give us a call and leave a voicemail, 860-266-2852. Got a lot to talk about tonight. It's going to be a very audio-heavy show, um, just kind of the way it works out every now and then. We have a lot of sound bites to get to, uh, a lot to cover. Um, some breaking news, relatively new, um, I believe within the hour this came out. Uh, Derek Chauvin has been found guilty on all charges in George Floyd's death. Um, this from Fox News. A panel of jurors has, has found former Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin guilty Tuesday on all three charges in connection with the May 2020 death of George Floyd after one of the most closely watched criminal trials in recent memory. Chauvin, 45, was charged with second-degree unintentional murder, third-degree murder, and second-degree manslaughter. With Americans on edge as they awaited the verdict, the jury announced that it has found him guilty across the board. His bail was immediately revoked, and he was led away with his hands cuffed behind his back. Cheers and cars honking could be heard outside the uh, courthouse as the verdict was read. uh, Chauvin's sentencing is scheduled for eight weeks from now, the judge said. He could be sent to prison for decades. And you know what, ladies and gentlemen? I I agree with this. I agree with this. I think that what happened last May was totally out of line. I, I don't think there's any way to argue against that. I mean, putting pressure on George Floyd's neck when he's telling you, I can't breathe, I can't, it was just unnecessary. Should never have happened. And yes, I think this was uh I think this was the right call. I absolutely do. So this shows, ladies and gentlemen, that our justice system is still intact. This shows that there is not this, you know, inherent systemic racism in the American justice system. It works. And to be perfect to be perfectly honest, folks. All of the BLM activists out there, Antifa activists out there, should be celebrating tonight. Not rioting, not looting, which I unfortunately suspect will happen anyway. I I have a bad feeling. I think that the the looting and rioting was going to happen regardless of the verdict of, of of, of this trial. But they should be out celebrating. Because this is a this is a win. For it's it's a win for America. It's a win for the American justice system. This should should um, should reinstate faith in in our justice system. No, so there should be celebrations. There should be um, there should be widespread celebrations. Now, wh- whether or not there will be is beyond me. But I'm telling you that that's what should happen. Again, somehow I believe that we're going to get the opposite. So that's the verdict. I do agree with it. I think justice has been served. Again, I think what happened last May to George Floyd was totally um, inappropriate, horrible, horrific, all of the above. Absolutely. And again, justice has been served. Now, I was going to talk about uh, something else kind of related to, actually very much so related to this case tonight. And um, though, uh, even though the, the verdict has been officially announced, um, it's, it's still relevant, what, what I want to talk about. What I, what I want to discuss at, at some length, actually, because I find uh, the comments um, deplorable, is what Maxine Waters said a few days ago, uh, about this ongoing trial. That is, 
that rioters and looters need to become more confrontational. I want to talk about this. Because, again, I find this absolutely disgusting. For those of you who haven't heard, here's the comment. Here's what Maxine Waters said just a few days ago addressing protesters, quote-unquote, out in the streets. Listen. I am very hopeful, and I hope uh, that we're going to get a verdict that is say guilty, guilty, guilty. And if we don't, we, got, we cannot go away. And not just manslaughter, right? I mean... Oh, no, not manslaughter. No, no, no. This is, this is guilty. For murder. I don't know whether it's in the... All right, let, he was charged for murder. So let's set the record straight here. Again, this is from a few days ago, but... We now know that, yes, he was charged for murder. Okay? He was charged for murder. So now, if we see any looting or any rioting of the sort, I expect Maxine Waters to be out there saying, don't do this, don't go crazy, don't burn things, don't smash windows, because the American justice system worked. Justice was served. I expect nothing less than people like Maxine Waters, now that we have the official verdict now that it went exactly the way that they wanted it to, and the way that I wanted it to, by the way. Keep listening. But as far as I'm concerned, it's first degree It's coming from what happens if we do not get, get what you just told? What should the people do? What should protesters on the street do? I didn't hear you. What happens? What should protesters do? Well, we, we got to stay on the street, uh, and we've got to get more active. We've got to get more confrontational. We've got to make sure that they they know that we mean business. We've got to get more confrontational, she says. We've got to get more confrontational if the verdict does not go their way. Now, again, the verdict did go their way, so we shouldn't see any of this confrontation, this escalated confrontation that Maxine Waters are talking about. But again, something tells me that we're still going to get it. I don't know why, folks. It's just just a hunch. I still think we're going to see looting and rioting and all the rest. And if that happens, Maxine Waters should be one of the first people in the country to speak out against it. Now, let's address that comment there, because, again, I find this absolutely deplorable. It was in the news for a few days, and quite frankly, I've been chomping at the bit to sit down behind this microphone and talk about it. Get more confrontational. Now, let me just start from this premise. Even if, even if the verdict today was something different, is that justified? Getting more confrontational out in the streets? We all know what she means by that. Democrats are trying to defend her, saying, no, she didn't mean that, she didn't mean that. We know exactly what Maxine Waters meant. Get more confrontational. There's not many more, not many different ways you can take that, folks. It means get more confrontational. Get more aggressive. Get more bold in your actions. It means flip more cars, burn more things, throw more things. That's what it means. That's what it means. She knows damn well. And she knew when she said this comment that we that, that racial tensions are escalating in this country. Tensions between whites and and minorities as well as tensions between minorities and police. And for her to make such a divisive comment like this is sick should be condemned by all should be condemned and you know what I'll even go as far as saying she should resign over this comment it's absolutely inciting violence without a doubt get more confrontational could you imagine if Donald Trump said something like this could you imagine if Donald Trump went out there after after uh, the results of the election came in and said, you know what? We're not going to take this. I want all of my supporters to get more confrontational. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? The Democrats promoted a false narrative that Donald Trump incited violence and he didn't even do a damn thing. Could you imagine if he actually said what Maxine Waters said a few days ago? You would see hell on earth, folks. It would be chaos. 
they would come after this man like never before. But here you have Maxine Waters, a black liberal Democrat, calling for more confrontation. And not only do you have many Democrats not condemning her, you have many on the left defending her after she said this. Coming to her defense, Nancy Pelosi is one of them. She came out, and I I tried so hard to find the audio, but I couldn't find it. So the best I could do is find a quick blurb from Mediaite. Nancy Pelosi defended Congresswoman Maxine Waters Monday over her comments about the Derek Chauvin trial and saying we've got to get more confrontational. Uh, the California Democrat was asked about what protesters should do. Uh, blah, 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 blah. That's about Maxine Waters. Um, CNN's Caitlin Collins. We'll get to that in a minute. Where am I reading here? The point is, Nancy Pelosi was asked whether or not uh, Maxine Waters should apologize for her comments, which she absolutely should. They were disgusting. And Nancy Pelosi said, no, Maxine Waters shouldn't apologize. Maxine Waters shouldn't apologize. There's no need, she said. No need. No need. For weeks, you've been attacking the former president of the United States, saying that he caused an insurrection, saying that he incited violence. You were on that bandwagon, Pelosi. Don't act like you weren't. And now you can't even say that Maxine Waters should apologize for saying that rioters and protesters out in the street should get more confrontational? This is how the left are, folks. This is, this is the nature of the beast. Unfortunately, this is what they're like. Jen Psaki was asked about this. And she swiftly dodged the question. She was asked by, uh, let's see if I could find it here. Uh, who asked the question? It was during a, a uh, oh, CNN reporter Caitlin Collins asked Saki about Waters' comment. And whether Biden agreed that people need to get more confrontational. Very straightforward question. But as we all know, Jen Psaki isn't exactly very good at answering straightforward questions. So again, the question was, what's Biden's reaction? Does he agree with Maxine Waters' statement? Here's how that went. Listen. And you talked about how the White House is preparing for whatever that verdict is. Congresswoman Maxine Waters said over the weekend that they need to, we've got to stay on the street and we've got to get more active. We've got to get more confrontational. We've got to make sure that they know that we mean business. Does the president agree with what she said about getting more confrontational? Well, I can speak to the president's view. Um, He has been very clear that he recognizes the issue of police violence against people of color. Communities of color is one of great anguish, and it's uh, exhausting and quite emotional at times. Uh, As you know, he met with the Floyd family last year and has been closely following the trial, as we've been talking about, and is committed to undoing this longstanding systemic problem. What, What systemic problem, by the way? I talked about this last week. I cited studies. Let me see if I could find it here. Studies from uh, researchers at Washington State University, from professors at Harvard University, who found that race has, has absolutely nothing to do with police shootings in this country. One study found, uh, this is from researchers at Washington State University, that police are actually less likely to shoot unarmed black suspects than they are unarmed whites or Hispanics. So you talk about systemic racism in the police force, you just throw that term out there, Jen Psaki, you and all the other nut jobs on the left, you don't know what you're talking about. There is no systemic racism in our police force. There's not. You could point to what happened to George Floyd. What happened to George Floyd, again, was a tragedy. Yeah, the police officer might have been a racist. But you know what? If he was a racist, screw him. Even if he wasn't a racist, I say screw him. He got what he deserved. The justice system worked. But to go out, Jen Psaki, and again, I know it's not only you, but to go out and just label 
police officers as racist, to say that the police force as a whole is racist. Do you think they ever stop and think about what they're saying? Seriously. Do you think they ever go home and say, gee, I I just called America's police force racist. I just accused America's police force of having systemic racism. You think they lose an ounce of sleep over that? I doubt it. I doubt it. Uh, his view is also that exercising First Amendment rights and protesting injustice is the most American thing that anyone can do. But as he also always says, protests must be peaceful. Uh, that's what he continues to call for and what he continues to believe is the right way to approach uh, responding. Right, right. So when they were burning Minneapolis, when they were burning Minneapolis over what happened, uh, going back to my notes here, what, what was the, uh, the other case? Uh, give me a minute. Dante Wright, that's the name I, was, I couldn't remember. And that that uh, situation there, when the police officer Kim Potter intended to u- intended to use her taser, but actually accidentally discharged her firearm. Um, you had that last week, and protesters in Minneapolis were actually acting like rioters. They were rioters. They were looting. They were burning things. Joe Biden didn't say a damn thing about that. Joe Biden didn't say a thing about that. He came out um, a, f- a few days prior and said, look, we need to keep things civil. But when when it was actually going on, I mean, you can't tell me that Joe Biden has taken a strong stance against this, folks. You can't. You can't tell me that. Joe Biden should be out there each and every day condemning this violence that goes on, condemning the threats made against our police. Condemning it all. But he doesn't. And you have idiots like Jen Psaki defending him. That's our president, folks. That's our president. And there's more Democrats out there defending Maxine Waters and this disgusting comment. We're going to get to more audio after the commercial break. I'm not going to spend the entire night talking about this, but I want to give it enough time because, again, I think that Her comment that she made a few days ago was absolutely disgusting. It was race-baiting. It was incendiary. It was divisive. It was unwarranted. It was all of the above. All of the above. And I want to make a point. Again, we have more audio that we're going to get to after the break from... uh, some hosts on CNN and and what have you. Again, defending the, the these uh, comments from Maxine Waters. But let me break this down. Let me explain to you two reasons why I think that liberals are giving Maxine Waters a free pass here. Number one, well, I, I guess I guess three reasons. Number one, and the most obvious, is because she's a Democrat. Right, Democrats stick together. Democrats can do no wrong. They don't call each other out over anything. Um, they they defend each other till the end, which is ridiculous. Me, um, I mean, if if a Republican comes out there and says something absurd, um, I have no problem calling them out. I have many times in the past, but Democrats they defend each other till the end because they're Democrats. It's a horrible way of looking at things, if you ask me. I look at principle and character over party. They don't. They look at party above all else. But the second reason is that Democrats embrace chaos. Democrats absolutely embrace chaos. That's why they're not criticizing Maxine Waters for saying this. Because part of them believes it, agrees with her. That people need to get more confrontational. That protesters, quote-unquote, really rioters, need to continue taking to the streets, need to continue destroying property, need to continue standing up to the cops. They like this chaos, the Democrats. Why? Because in the midst of the chaos, 
they can best advance their agenda. It helps them advance this narrative that, you know, the police are bad. We have systemic racism in the police force and America is full of white nationalists. It helps them. It helps their cause. It's kind of connected to the second reason why they're not condemning Maxine Waters, and that's this. Because to condemn Maxine Waters, as disgusting as her comment was, would be to turn their backs on groups like Black Lives Matter and Antifa. And they need, they meaning the Democrats, they need these kind of groups in their back pocket, again, to advance their agenda. If they go against, if they do anything, say anything, to push away Antifa or Black Lives Matter, um, they'll have a tougher time ad- ad- advancing their agenda. They need to stay on good terms with these people. And if they came out and said, you know what, Maxine Waters was way out of line here, she shouldn't have said that they need to get more confrontational. You'd have a lot of radical protesters, rioters, Black Lives Matter, Antifa, looking at the Democrats and saying, really? We don't need to get more confrontational? And they would create something of a rift between the Democrat Party and these, and these um, looters, rioters. The Democrats don't want a rift. They don't want any separation. They want to stay close to these groups because these groups are helping them advance their narrative. That's what's going on. Again, I have more audio on this. Not going to spend the entire show talking about Maxine Waters, believe me. But um, we're going to give it the time that it needs and then move on. Stick with me, folks. I'll be right back. This is the Jason Veely Program. Conservatives, how many times have you been called a racist by someone on the left? What about sexist, bigoted, homophobic, xenophobic, right-wing, radical extremists? These are all buzzwords that liberals use as a means of labeling conservatives as something that they're not. And let me tell you something, I, like most of you, am getting pretty damn sick of it. That's why I started my own conservative comedy series, Living with a Liberal. Hosted on the popular video-sharing app TikTok, Living with a Liberal features two fictional characters, played by yours truly, whose political differences could not be more obvious. It's a comedic take on the modern-day liberal Democrat, because if they can brand us as racists and bigots, we can brand them as triggered, oversensitive snowflakes. Check out Living with a Liberal today on TikTok. Just search Jason Veely and you'll be taken right to my homepage. I have over 100 episodes on there, so you won't be short on content anytime soon. Enjoy. Are you a pissed off liberal that wants to give me a piece of your mind? Or maybe you're a conservative that simply has a question or comment. Either way, you should know that there's a few different ways you can reach me. Feel free to send me an email at thejasonveelyprogram at gmail.com. Or if you prefer, you can also call the show number and leave me a voicemail. 860-266-2852. Be sure to provide your name and where you're writing or calling from. Thanks a lot. I look forward to hearing from you. All right, folks, welcome back to the show. A few more sound bites to get to. Actually, a little bit more than a few. Again, this is a soundbite heavy show tonight. Just the way it goes sometimes. Um, this first one from... Uh, our friends over at The View, again, defending Maxine Waters. Defending Maxine Waters. You know, honestly, I find the fact that all these Democrats are defending Maxine Waters, I find that as unacceptable, as horrific, as the actual comments that were made. I really do. There's no defense for this. And the fact that so many Democrats are jumping to Maxine Waters' defense here is an outrage. An absolute outrage. So let's get to this clip from The View. Whoopi Goldberg and uh, Joy Behar 
God. Take a listen. Yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> you know, it, someone had asked Maxine, yeah, no. as a black man, I feel like nothing changes. George Floyd is waking people up, yet nothing happened. But something did happen, you idiot. So I understand that this was, this episode of The View was before the verdict. But look, all of them saying that uh, nothing happened, nothing's going to happen. I expect them to be celebrating this. I expect them to be praising the American justice system. You watch. They won't do it. They will not do it. Anyway, keep listening. The rhetoric, what difference needs to happen? If nothing happens, then we know we've got not only to stay in the street, we've got to fight for justice. But I'm very hopeful we'll get a guilty, guilty, guilty. After four years of real uh, race baiting. Oh, four uh, years uh, of real race baiting. Really? So race baiting under Donald Trump. That's what she's saying. Race baiting under Donald Trump. How exactly did Donald Trump engage in race baiting behavior? Can anyone tell me? Can anyone tell me? Liberals throw out the the idea that Donald Trump is a white supremacist and he's in bed with the KKK and and all the rest. Um, that he's you know racist. That's not true at all. It's not true at all. I've never heard a a shred of evidence. To support that. Now now Whoopi Goldberg talking about race baiting that went on for four years. Has she looked at her own party ever? Has she ever looked at her own party? She is guilty of race baiting. People like Al Sharpton are guilty of race baiting. People like uh, Maxine Waters are guilty of race baiting. I mean, there's many on the left. Don't tell me there's not. That are guilty of race baiting. As a matter of fact, I would argue that most of you guys on the left, you guys engage in race-baiting behavior all the damn time. You're going to accuse Donald Trump of doing this for four years? <laughs> what a joke. What a damn joke. I, I, I have to say I'm a little bit surprised yes. <laughs> that some yeah. Republicans would think that people wouldn't recognize the difference. But, Joy, right, right. Go uh, ahead, Joy does it surprise yeah. you that some Republicans are Tell me, calling Joy. to expel Maxine Waters Tell from me, Joy. Congress for that statement? No, no. They're trying to get off the hook for yeah. continuing the lie that Trump won the election, thus causing all sorts of problems. Trump. I don't think that Maxine... Trump, Trump, they can't stop talking about Donald Trump. They have to talk about Donald Trump. They've got nothing else. They've got nothing else. Maxine Waters says a horrible, disgusting comment. And Joy Behar's initial reaction is to bring up Donald Trump. These Democrats, folks, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Many of them need a lobotomy. Keep listening. And anything by that except to say you have to stick with it. You know, you have to be there. But, you know, Democrats have to be twice as smart and twice as thoughtful as Republicans because Republicans. But they're not even half as smart as Republicans and they're not even half as thoughtful. Just saying. Just saying. They'll say whatever they want and they get away with it. We don't get away with whatever we want. What planet are you living on? Republicans say whatever we want and get away with whatever we want? Right, right, right. That's why all of these big tech giants, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, have been censoring conservatives for months now. Right, Joy? Right? We get away with whatever we want. That's why anytime Donald Trump came out and said something, you Democrats would pick the man apart because we get away with everything. Right, Joy? Right? Don't give me that. Don't give me that. That's bull. One little thing like this, and they jump all over her. I mean, she's one little thing. It wasn't one little thing, you moron. It wasn't just a little, one little thing. Oh, it was just a little side comment. She was out there encouraging people, protesters and rioters, to become more confrontational at a time when we have escalating tension between whites and minorities, escalating tension between minorities and the police. Maxine Waters, an American politician in the United States Congress, went out there and said, get more confrontational. That doesn't matter to you, Joy? 
Every time I listen to this woman, I swear to God, I shed like a year off my lifespan. I swear. I feel like I lose a year of my life, and I feel like my IQ drops like 20 points. I swear. One congresswoman, uh, she's not Trump with a tr- with a cult following, so she doesn't have that kind of influence. But they would love to, to paint it that way, you know, so that they can say whatever they want. No. No. She's, she's fine. She's fine. Right. Shut up. Can't stand that woman. I really can't. Joy Behar. All right, we'll get through this. A few more audio clips about this, folks. I, I might only play one more. I have two more. I think one more is going to cut it. Let's go to uh, CNN's Don Lemon. Defending Maxine Waters. Here's what he had to say. This guy is a jerk, too. Listen. Okay, so I, I, I want to be, if you'll give me some time with this, Wolf, I want to be clear because there's, there's no nuance uh, anymore. Maxine Waters is uh, a sharp-tongued, uh, rabble-rousing lawmaker who came out of the civil rights movement and is a black woman who had to fight tooth and nail for everything that she has gotten okay great so while i as a black person can understand her rage and her anger i understand that you can understand what do you mean you can understand it why you live in a country where we now have many different minorities people from all different ethnic backgrounds in positions of power in the government You live in a country where we elected a black man as president not once but twice. You live in a country where we have a minority female as vice president of the United States. That's the country you live in, Don. You live in a country that abolished slavery, that got over that time in our history, that had the entire civil rights movement. That's the country you live in. And yet you still go on and on and on. I understand the, the, the pain. I understand. I understand her anger. Being a black man in this country. Like we're living in like, you know, the eight, 1802 or something like that. I mean, it's just absurd the way these Democrats talk. I understand that she makes a lot of people uncomfortable. Now, I, look at me, everyone. Do you really I'd think rather not. Maxine Waters is calling for violence? Maxine Waters is not calling for violence. Yes, she Everyone was. Everyone knows that. She All right, let me, let me stop. <clears throat> let me stop. Let's accept his premise for a minute. That Maxine Waters wasn't calling for violence. I believe she was. Um, I think it's very obvious she was saying get more confrontational. Even if she wasn't calling for more violence. You say, you know, everyone knows she wasn't calling for violence. Did you apply that same standard to Donald Trump? Did you? When he was out there responding to the election results, responding to the fraud and and so on and so forth, did you say, Don Lemon, Donald Trump, you know, he's not actually calling for violence. He's not encouraging violence. No, you didn't. You didn't say that. Neither did any of your other friends on the left. You did the exact opposite. So why do you apply different standards to people like Maxine Waters than you than you did to Donald Trump? Because you're a left-wing hack. That's what it always comes down to. You're a left-wing ideologue. Keep listening. A lot of people uncomfortable, especially a lot of men, and quite frankly, especially especially a lot of white men. Because Maxine she puts Waters in- doesn't make me uncomfortable in the least bit. Just want to clarify. In her place. She tells you, shut up. Respect this person. Don't talk to me that way. And she gives it to you like it is. Now, that said, do I think what she said was constructive? Absolutely not. Do I think that she should have said it? Absolutely not. Do I think that she gave her enemies ammunition? I certainly do. She handed it to them. And that's the problem. Maxine Waters is not the issue here. And we cannot be distracted by... Maxine Waters. But what do you mean she's not the issue here? She said a horrible statement and you Democrats failed to condemn her. Jen Psaki, Joe Biden didn't condemn her. Uh, Nancy Pelosi didn't condemn her. The morons on The View didn't condemn her. I mean, do you have all these Democrats defending her? That's what you have. 
there's a baseball game going on and everyone's watching the fight in the stands. And of course, the defense is going to use Maxine Waters as a defense. They're going to use anything that they can use. That is obvious. But Maxine Waters is not the problem when it comes to state violence against black people. And we have got to keep our eye on the prize. And the people who are criticizing her, quite frankly, most of the people are the insurrectionists. Oh, there we go. Who su- supported the insurrection, insurrection yeah. on Capitol Hill. Got to point the, the finger at Trump again the and his supporters. The are, the people, are the people in many ways who are supporting state violence against black people. So... Was it strategic for Maxine Waters to say what she said in this moment? No. She needs to be more responsible with her words. And considering how long she has been in the Congress and in the public eye, she should know better. But do people, was Maxine Waters really calling for people to loot and riot? I think most people with half a brain knows that's not what she was doing. You know what's sad is that even if Maxine Waters was even more clear than she was, I think that her comments were abundantly clear. I think that there's no controversy over over what she said she said get more confrontational there's no debate about what she meant by that but i think that even if maxine waters had come out and said yes go loot go burn things take to the streets you'd still have these democrats defending her i really truly believe that you would and that ladies and gentlemen shows you how sick the Democrat Party has become. How sick the Democrat Party has become. It really is party over character. It's party over all else. Forget about morals, ethics, what's right versus wrong, Democrat first, second, third, and fourth. That's the way it is with these people. That's the way it is. All right, we got a little bit more time here before the break. Should I play this idiot, John Berman from, uh, let's see, from CNN? He's an anchor, John Berman. Um, <clears throat> you know, I'll just tell you what he said. His comment was, Republicans criticizing Maxine Waters is the pot calling the kettle violent. Because apparently, then he, go, he went on to make the case that this, this is a Sparknotes version of the audio that I was going to play went on to make the case that Republicans were actually the ones that incite violence. Donald Trump, Ted Cruz, he said, they all incite violence. Really? Really? How can you say that Republicans incite violence and yet in the same breath give Maxine Waters a free pass? I mean, it doesn't make any sense to me. Doesn't make any sense to me. But then again, Democrats don't make sense to me. I'll be right back. Stick with me. Conservatives, how many times have you been called a racist by someone on the left? What about sexist, bigoted, homophobic, xenophobic, right-wing, radical extremist? These are all buzzwords that liberals use as a means of labeling conservatives as something that they're not. And let me tell you something, I, like most of you, am getting pretty damn sick of it. That's why I started my own conservative comedy series, Living with a Liberal. Hosted on the popular video sharing app TikTok, Living with a Liberal features two fictional characters, played by yours truly, whose political differences could not be more obvious. It's a comedic take on the modern-day liberal Democrat, because if they can brand us as racists and bigots, we can brand them as triggered, oversensitive snowflakes. Check out Living with the Liberal today on TikTok. Just search Jason Veely and you'll be taken right to my homepage. I have over 100 episodes on there, so you won't be short on content anytime soon. Enjoy. Are you a pissed off liberal that wants to give me a piece of your mind? Or maybe you're a conservative that simply has a question or comment. Either way, you should know that there's a few different ways you can reach me. Feel free to send me an email at thejasonveelyprogram at gmail.com. Or, if you prefer, you can also call the show number and leave me a voicemail, 860-266-2852. Be sure to provide your name and where you're writing or calling from. Thanks a lot. I look forward to hearing from you. Mike and Chris.
Crystal. Hey, Mike, have you heard of the Jimmy Z Show? Yeah, Crystal. The Jimmy Z Show is awesome. Which topic do you like most? I like them all. They are all lots of fun. Do you have a favorite? I just like Jimmy Z. His voice is so hot. Okay, but what about his politics? What politics? The politics he talks about on the Jimmy Z Show. I never noticed any politics. All I hear is the velvety smooth dulcet tone of Jimmy Z's sizzling, sexy, scintillating voice. Holy mackerel. The Jimmy Z Show. The Jimmy Z Show is available on Facebook, Twitter, Spotify, and iTunes. I'm Donald J. Trump, and I approve this message. All right, I think it's time to move on from Maxine Waters. Don't you, folks? Never thought I'd spend... More than a half hour talking about that woman, and yet here we are. You know my take on it. I think I've made myself abundantly clear. Um, and I think I've, I've sent a very strong message about the nature of the Democrat Party today. The fact that they refuse to condemn her speaks volumes. Speaks volumes. Let me get into this. A few minutes left here. You know, we've talked a lot on the show about the future of the Republican Party. What it needs to look like, what direction we need to go in. And I've made it very, very clear that we need to continue going in the direction that Donald Trump set us off on uh, four years ago. We need to keep going in that direction. Democrats hate it. Democrats will tell us that it's a direction of... Uh, you know, racism and misogyny and and all the rest. What it really is is a path towards conservatism, patriotism, America first, love of country. That's what it is. Now, the Republican Party, folks, um, hasn't always been the party of Trump, as I'm sure many of you know. You know, I, I know a lot of people who listen to this show or on the younger side, um, might not have been heavily involved in politics when Obama was in office, but the Republican Party used to be primarily um, a, a, a party that was establishment. And, and, and when I say that, I mean a, a party that claimed to stand for conservatism, claimed to stand for freedom, but really didn't. It was a party consisting of the John Boehners, the Mitch McConnells, uh, the Paul Ryans, the Mitt Romneys, the, you know, people like Jeff Flake, uh, the hell's his name, John McCain, Republicans like that had control over the future of the, uh, of the party at one time. And they were taking us down a path, not towards conservatism, but towards appeasement with the left. Um, working with the left, even in some cases becoming the left, just to, uh, you know, get things done. And then in 2016, Americans elected Donald Trump, and we said, uh-uh, that's not the path the Republican Party's going down. We actually believe in freedom and conservatism and defeating the left. That's the direction we want to go. And again, I've made it very clear that that's the direction we need to continue going as we move into 2022 and 2024. But you still have some Republican throwbacks who want to resurrect the old ways, resurrect the appeasement, resurrect the moderate Republicanism, resurrect it. One of these rhinos, as they're called, Republicans in name only, is, uh, is George W. Bush. Now, George W. Bush did an interview uh, a couple days ago with USA Today. And he was asked about the nature of today's Republican Party. And I want to play for you how George W. Bush responded. Take a listen. If you were to describe the Republican Party as you see it today, yeah. how would you describe it? 
Uh, I would describe it as isolationist, protectionist, and to a certain extent, nativist. All right, let's stop. Isolationist, protectionist, and nativist. We're not isolationists. Not, Not by any means. What do you mean isolationists? We... We keep to ourselves as a country. Republicans just want America to exist solely as America and not um, not have contact with the outside world. That's not reality. That's not reality. Donald Trump was heavily engaged in other countries, making deals and so on and so forth with North Korea and the president of Mexico. I mean, to say we're isolationists is just simply not true. Just simply not true. There are instances where, yes, many in the Republican Party, those who are more conservative, believe that American ideals um, are are better, for lack of a better word, than the ideals and principles of a lot of other countries. And during those in those situations, yes, it's best to distance ourselves from countries that, for example, have adopted socialism or failed government policies. In those instances, yes. It's good that for America to kind of carve its own path, so to speak. But to say that Republicans are isolationists, we believe in isolationism, is just simply not true. Same goes for being protectionists. I don't even quite know what he means by that, honestly. I really don't. And then to call us nativists, that is to say that we, we don't like immigrants, I mean, that, that's basically what he's saying, saying that we in the Republican Party prefer um, natural-born citizens over immigrants. And, I, I, folks, I don't know about you, but me personally, I have said time and time and time again till I'm blue in the face that I, I don't hate immigrants. I love immigrants. I welcome immigrants. Anyone who wants to come here should be able to come here as long as they do it legally. They go through the process. There's some kind of vetting process. But they should be able to get, you know, at least have the opportunity to come to the country legally. I also think Americans have the right to vet people. But to say that we're nativist, that we're anti-immigrant, it's just not true. We're anti-illegal immigrant, but people like George Bush and other rhinos and liberals can never seem to make that distinction. But let's get back to the audio. So according to George Bush, Republicans today are protectionists, isolationists, and nativists. Got it. Keep listening. Hmm. Are you you disappointed? Well, it's not exactly my vision. Of course it's not. But you know what? I'm just an old guy they put out to pasture, so... (laughs) Just a simple painter. <laughs> the simple painter. Okay, let me give you a hypothetical candidate for 2024. Okay. okay, this hypothetical Republican is pro-immigration, pro a path to citizenship for undocumented workers. Yeah. And by the way, Donald Trump was pro-immigration too. Donald Trump was pro-immigration. There's a difference between being pro-immigration and being pro-illegal immigration. Many on the left are pro-illegal immigration. Conservatives like Donald Trump are not. We're pro-immigration. I don't know why Democrats can never seem to make the distinction between the two, but I don't know. Maybe it's because they, they have thick skulls or rocks in their head or something. Anyway, keep going. Look, uh, keep, keep listening. Pro-DACA, pro-reasonable gun control, yeah. pro-education funding for public schools. Does that person have a shot? Or that Republican, would that Republican have a shot in 2024? Sure. Yeah. No. You think? I think so. I think I, that. I think uh, so. No, no, they would not. No, they would not, because that's not the Republican Party anymore, George Bush. It's not the Republican Party anymore. That's that goes back to the point I was making at the beginning of this segment. The Republican Party has changed for the better. Thanks to Donald Trump. We're not the party anymore. Of amnesty for all. We're not the party of, um, you know, common sense gun control. We oppose it because we stand for the Second Amendment. We plant our feet in the ground and we stand up for the Constitution. That's the Republican Party today. Those are the kind of leaders that 
American voters want. We don't want people like George Bush in our party anymore. We don't want people like Mitt Romney in our party anymore. This goes to show how disconnected George W. Bush is from the modern-day Republican Party. He thinks that someone like this, again, pro-gun control, pro-illegal uh, immigration, pro-amnesty, DACA, and so on and so forth, could get elected in 2024? No, they can't. No, they could not. You had someone run like that in the past election. Remember Jeb Bush? Yeah, he went real far, huh? Remember John Kasich? That other idiot? Yeah, he went real far, huh? It depends upon uh, the emphasis. I think if the emphasis is integrity and decency and trying to work to get problems solved, I think the person has a shot, yeah. Mm -hmm. No. It seems like you've... By the way, I think pro-immigration isn't the right way to put it. I think border enforcement... With a compassionate touch. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. That's how I would put it. No, that's right, very that's nice. Pro immigration yes. basically means let's just open up the borders, and nobody's really for that. And right. you can't have a country that has open borders. What, what do you mean no one's really for that? Yes, there are people for open borders. They won't say it, but really, Democrats are, right? I mean, you know, we still have borders, quote unquote, but if you're just letting everybody in, do we really have borders, for God's sakes? So the big takeaway there, ladies and gentlemen, is that, yes, George W. Bush is extremely disconnected from the modern-day Republican Party. Completely and utterly disconnected. We are going in a direction of conservatism. We're going in a direction of freedom, of constitutionalism, of Trumpism. Like it or get out of the way. Thanks for listening, folks. I'll be back tomorrow. Have a great night. God bless. God save this great nation.